tell me if you've heard this before. The Florida Panthers get a win in overtime and once again take a 2-0 series lead. On today's edition of the show, we'll be talking about how the Panthers do it again and the fact that this team continues to play well, whether they're head, behind, mid-period adjustments, and of course, the goaltending coming up big for this Florida Panthers team. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Sunday, May 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. LA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And shout out to our everydayers who come here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix, whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, whether it's off-season drama, whether it's big blockbuster trades, you name it. Thank you to the everydayers who come here every single day. And man, am I pumped for this Florida Panthers team and all of South Florida too, that it's just a big celebration of the game of hockey as the Florida Panthers get this another overtime win now six and zero in overtime. And you got to think about the start that the, that the Panthers had not the best start as well. And, and the fact that uh, the Carolina hurricanes to get the first 20 shots in, in 12, 12 minutes as well, even get a goal out of it. And the Florida Panthers, they bent, but didn't break, but it, but we do have a special guest here on the show. It is a very familiar voice that you guys have heard on this podcast before. He is the former co-host of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is my good friend and yours, Frank Rikus. Good morning, everybody, I think. Or is it good Good evening? I don't know. It depends on when the heck you're listening. But uh, really great to be here. Armando, thanks for having me on. And... Uh, Man, what a game, huh? Absolutely. What what a game, Frank. And you, you you think about the situation that the Panthers were in and what the Carolina Hurricanes were in on um, going into Saturday night. Of course, going off this, um, playing almost 140 mil- minutes of hockey, seven full full periods for the most part, and then no practice, no practice on on Friday. Um, very. Very, you could only imagine that there was very limited ice time in between games one and two, and then go just no continuing to know what the game plan was, and then of course on the Carolina Carolina Hurricane side of things, making a goalie change. Of course, we I was thinking more of Freddie Anderson's history and what and what has happened with the injury front, and of course with with Bobrovsky getting if he were to get some rest versus if he were not, if you trust Alex Lyon to come in after a few weeks off versus how you trust Bobrovsky to come in for a few weeks off. And we saw that in game four against the Boston Bruins um, in, in round one, but the difference in these two teams and how they approached it as well. And then just like I mentioned at the top, Frank, the Carolina Hurricanes got 20 shots on goal in the first 12 minutes. And then the Panthers after that didn't allow 
a, a single shot on goal for the next 15, including a, 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 pen, a, a killing off a huge penalty before Sasha Barkov scores uh, that goal. But man, uh, it, it's just incredible how this Panthers team continues to, they, they bend but don't break. Well, a lot of things really went right tonight. And um, I know a lot of people were probably nervous about the opening few minutes. Um, and to me, I think the Panthers played a perfect first period road game, especially after that, uh, you know, monster game they played a couple nights ago, uh, all, you know, seven over, not seven overtime, seven periods of hockey. Um, yeah, you knew Carolina was going to come out fast. You knew they wanted to score early, get the crowd in the game, and that happened. But the Panthers just needed to weather the storm, and I'm pretty sure that that was the game plan that uh, the coaching staff led by Paul Maurice had is, guys, look, play our game, stick to our game, don't get too fancy, don't get overly aggressive, just you know, play the way that we've been playing, and you know, the night's going to take care of itself. Obviously, a lot of confidence in Bob to come back after a, you know, how many saves did he make the other night? Like six, uh, to, 60, I don't know, 65, 60, I believe. 65 um, 60, saves. 63, yeah. 63. And I'm sure it was a conversation, you know, Bob, how do you feel? Are you okay? And I'm sure the veteran that he is, I mean, this is where he shines, you know, this is, he is just in a zone and I, I I'm, I'm glad we didn't go to Alex Lyon, no offense to Alex Lyon, but you know, Bob is in a zone. You got to go with the hot hand. And uh, I'm sure he rested, you know, on, on Friday. Uh, and he was obviously ready to go tonight. And the first goal, it was a bit of a fluky goal. You can't really blame him for that one. He mm -hmm. played outstanding. He played outstanding, as did the team in front of him. Yeah, you, you see that Bob dishes it out to the to half wall and then a, a redirection by Chatfield there. A really hard hard puck to stop. And only, only one... Uh, goal given up at, at, at five on five in, in, in two games. I mean, even strength, 27 of 28, a, a total of 37 of 38 on, on, on the night. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to do the quick math uh, in my head right now. I'll do the, uh, that's, I'll save that for later, but just, uh, just, oh, oh uh, well, quick math is 83. So 80, 80, 80, 82 of 83 for, for, for Sergey um, in, in, on, at even strength. It on in in the first in the first two games of of this series, and then you see the game starting to slow down. I mean, you, um, in your opinion, what do you think? What what was said in the in the locker room between periods one and two? And of course, we see this in playoff hockey where where not every period is the same. And of course, there was that fifteen minute stretch was in between the periods. And it, like I said, shortly after a kill, Alexander Barkov uh sco um, scores. Uh, they, 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 the, and it was off a turnover by the Carolina Hurricanes. I believe it was a uh, Brett Pesci, and then Mahura just gets it to to bark off between, um, fakes the between the legs, and then goes backhand there. So what do you, but what do you think that um, the conversation was in, in the locker room uh, after the first? I mean, I think if, if if it was me and I was in there, it would have been like, boys, we got him exactly where we want him. We're in this game. We're, you know, we're only down one goal. Uh, they there's no way they could keep the pace that they that they they played in the first period they they they're not going to be able to do that uh for two more periods based on the you know the the amount of game they played a couple nights ago just stick to your game don't make any mistakes and they will make one and then we're going to capitalize on it 
and then we're going to have a brand new game and then it's going to be ours to take. So stick with the plan, keep working hard, keep working together. Don't try to be too fancy. You know, this was one of those games where you don't want to be making a lot of passes. It didn't look that way when we first started out. And then we kind of got back to our, you know, dump it in, go get it, turn their defensemen around. And it worked. It just worked. Yeah. And uh, that's the experience. Once again, the experience factor that comes with the, with the coaching as well. And, uh, and many, many uh, praises to go around for, for this Florida Panthers team. I mean, once again, it's really difficult for, for the, the Carolina hurricanes to get up, up up the gut in, in the middle of the ice, but it also goes to show the, the Carolina hurricanes score, by committee in in it uh, for their team and credit to them they th- when when they do find clutch scoring um they're they're able it, it's mo it's different players every single time but just goes to show that it's the it's for the for the florida panthers the difference it's the superstar players coming i know they're missing an andre sveshnikov i know they're mixing a max petretti on, on on their team but you but both goals by the by the florida panthers i mean even even though the third period the i believe it was like four shots to three um with two minutes left in in the third period it was a it was tightly a tightly checked game um no no time and space was given by either either team um and you know and and let's not forget that the florida panthers only had two shots on goal in the third period of game one as well but you you also got to you also got a we also got to think a little bit that it's 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 the superstars that that are the ones um coming up big one once again and and just goes to show like the top end talent it, it's it's the florida panthers that did and what can we what more can we say about matthew kajak does it this time uh, again but on the on the power play uh which mahuro was going to get a clean shot if it weren't for that hooking call by kakaniemi and and they they get it around get get around the boards get a little bit of tic-tac-toe put them in, out of position we kind of saw a goal like that against in game one um where where the carolina hurricanes did that on the power play, but now it's the 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 tables flipped for for the panthers just what what do you think about that goal and how and of course your thoughts on uh what matthew kachuk has has meant to this team well you know the i think the teams are relatively similar you know i, I was saying to myself during the first period, you know, Carolina does a really, really good job of keeping the Panthers on the perimeter. And there were, there were probably one of the biggest reasons that, you know, we hardly had any shots in the first 10, 12 minutes was specifically because of that. So the Panthers kind of had to get back to, you know, their game a little bit, but um, the play of Kachuk, you just, he, he has come as advertised the entire season. Um, very fitting that he's the guy that scores the game-winning goal, and I kind of like how he's, you know, points to the the exit door, like, all right, let's get the heck out of here. We got to get on the bus, you know. Um, just the he he's a gamer, man, and that's why we got him. And he has proven Bill Zito that he he made the exact right call, and you got to love his energy, you got to love his attitude, and uh, a very clutch and timely goal. And, you know, he, he had been quiet for a little bit up until this series, but he's coming on strong. And, you know, right now him and Bob are in the lead for Con Smythe, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And let's not also forget that each team 
had a had a goal disallowed one that was uh from forsling from the high slot that uh eventually was uh, reviewed for uh, offside as bennett just got gained the zone um right before he got the puck um and then and then another one where gudis had a little bit of a lazy clear and but it was hard to see with the pixels of the camera as well where the puck came out but the referees did rule that that it in fact did come out of the zone it was hard a little hard for for me to see on that one so the panthers dodged a little of a, a, a bullet there i mean as did carolina uh, too um but yeah, they, they 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 so they they still they still found a way they still found a way to do it and this time and this time we didn't have to wait until uh stay up until 2 a.m to uh get <laughs> to get a result and it's a two nothing uh series lead but we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to discuss more about the we. I want to. I want to actually talk in segment two, Frank, about the impact of the Stall brothers um, on 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 the night and and on this team as in the in this playoff run. And I also want to uh, discuss more about the our, our personal three stars of the game um, in game two. I, we, we're going to discuss the. We're going to do that on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dogs. And I look better and feel great when wearing Bird Dogs. They're stretchy fabric and that my legs look great and they, they're they comfier than my other shorts and pants. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts and pants on the golf course to meetings to date and hanging out with friends. Burke Kreischer wakes up to his lake house wearing Bird Dogs, goes for a swim, smokes his cigar, grills burgers, chills with his family, all in the shorts that he associates with the summer. Bird Dogs college football nerds say that they are the perfect pants for dads and have a little bit of extra gut bird dogs make them look great and feel comfortable part of my take pft famously set, set wears pants and only the shorts he truly loves are bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on hl when you enter promo code locked on hl they'll throw you a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order once again that's birddogs.com slash locked on hl and enter code locked on nhl Segment number two here on this Sunday, May 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And as the Florida Panthers are coming off a two to one overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, a few players to discuss uh, for, for this uh, Panthers team. Uh, I, I, actually, four. Let's, I'm, I'm going to go with four. Um, the Stahl brothers. So there's two. There, there was one where there was a situation where Sergey Bobrovsky was out of the crease, and um, and Eric Stahl made a great uh, a block with with his neck. Um, so great, <laughs> great position. Even though Bob was Bob was out of his net, uh, Mark Stahl was great on the on the penalty kill. There was um, um, the TNT broadcast uh, showed a situation where he was just right in front of the crease and 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 knowing when to get uh, get down. And of course, uh, Brandon Montour had a great um dive for for uh, the puck getting out of the zone that caused a two-on-one unfortunately chucky missed the 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 tape of nick cousins that caused uh the the an odd man rush um going the other way to not get a shot on goal but of course bobrovsky um which the which there are so many times where where the carolina hurricanes were also getting so many rushes to the point where they were hesitating on which shot selections uh, to take or whether to make that extra pass. And that also, that just goes to show how locked in Sergey Bobrovsky is that he is 
he is in the Carolina Hurricanes' heads, even on those odd man rushes, Frank. Oh, gotta be. I mean, you know, when you're when you're getting those man advantages and you're hesitating, you're overthinking, you're you're overpassing, uh, that starts to wear on you. And you know, let's face it, there's a little bit of mental tiredness going on uh, as well. So if these guys were a little bit more crisp, if they were a little bit more rested, you know, they're definitely feeling the effects of uh, a couple nights ago, as I'm sure the Panthers were too, but um, both teams are very well coached. It's just that Bobrovsky is in such a zone that it's given the Panthers a tremendous edge uh, in all facets of the game. And it's really working out um, in their favor. And Carolina right now just doesn't have an answer. I mean, one goal tonight, two goals the night before, it's just, you know, they're a good team. They're a good scoring team. But this is what happens when you get to the playoffs, especially when you're this deep. The defense takes over. The defensive schemes take over. And you've got a hot goalie. Everything is happening at the right time. Can't argue with any of that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 for for Sergei Borovsky, I mean, it, it's so, like, and I remember, I remember going, I want to take, I want to go back a few years when you hosted the show with Josh Lick and how, how you two pounded the table for Sergey Bobrovsky and and not <laughs> and not wanting to put the blame on him as well. Just I want to give you the floor and 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 give you an opportunity to discuss how far he personally has come from that point that you were pounding the table to this. You know he is probably one of the hardest working guys on the team. He's extremely dedicated and he takes these, you know, games, especially the losses personally. And I know you've been in the dressing room after a lot of games and I've been there as well. And I've seen him after they won, you know, he doesn't want to take a lot of the credit. He always likes to credit the team, but you know, when, when he has had a bad game or wasn't he, or when he wasn't at his, you know, best performance, you know, he, he would admit it. He, he takes it personally and he's a true he is a true professional and i think he played through some injuries back then i think he was getting adjusted to the team the team was getting adjusted to him they were they were going through a lot of stuff and he was taking a hell of a lot of criticism and i don't know about you but i would have to think that even though i'm a professional that 10 million dollars a year weighing on me every single game especially when i'm not winning that that starts to take a toll on you but we fast forward to now. He's worked out all of his kinks. The team has a lot of confidence in him, which I think has gone a long way for the performance um, uh, of and, and where they are right now. And you can see he is truly the backbone. So, I mean, credit to him for, you know, sticking with it. And I've always believed in him. Um, I've never been overly harsh on him or his performance. And, you know, it's a team game. He's, yes, you want your goalie to steal a few, and I think he's stealing a few right now, which is really when you want him to steal a few games. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and of course, uh, the the Panthers, uh, once again, this is another game where, where they go to the box uh, uh, quite a few times as, as well. Um, this time they go three for three on the penalty kill. And during the regular season, I've also spoken about how the amount of times you go to the box doesn't necessarily define – how 
successful you are as far as like wins and losses. I mean, the the stat of Paul Maurice when he was with the Winnipeg Jets during that span, his his team was the second most penalized team in yeah. that span. And number one was Pittsburgh, and they have two cups in that span. So yeah. just just goes to show that it doesn't it doesn't always it doesn't always reflect on that i mean we we saw how frustrating it was in the in the in the regular season um as far as most penalties taken but some of it, it, some of the timely penalty um penalty kills as, as well as well for 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 this team i, I mean once again i want to i i can't emphasize how big that kill was before the first uh goal um how have you seen the evolution of of this uh um just the special teams, you know, on both sides, but especially on the defensive end. Well, yeah, you know, I think defensively uh, on the penalty kill, they're, they're just doing the right things. They're, they're giving up the long shots, but they're keeping people out of the crease area, which in the past, as we all know, has been a tremendous problem. People used to, you know, get in front of Bob and, you know, start eating a hot dog and they'd get their pass and then boom, it's a goal. And, because of the way that they're kind of collapsing a little bit, they're forcing the outside shot. Bob is getting to see almost all of those shots, and they're also doing a better job of clearing the puck out and you know not giving up as many good opportunities. So that's been a huge difference, and you're going to need that in the playoffs because we are a little bit aggressive. We are a little, you know, we we are rely a lot on forechecking, and sometimes when you're doing that, you're going to you're going to naturally create a penalty. I mean, you know, we're hitting bodies, we're banging the boards. So guys like Sam Bennett are going to get a little bit more um, time in the box just because of their style. So we absolutely have to be ready for that. And, you know, it's been a good progression that we've been able to uh, kill off some penalties. And tonight for sure was, was huge. You know, we, we could have had a problem in the Toronto series, but we were able to hold off, uh, and you know, overcome some of that, and it's just kind of rolling over uh, into here at, at the right time into this series. And even you're starting to see um, it reflect on um, on uh, players like Anthony Duclair as well as, as uh, the Panthers are. It's it's it, they're doing it right as the as the as the opposition is getting um, trying to gain the zone as well, and that is probably the um, outside of outside of pinning them to the boards in your own zone. I mean it's 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 starting in that in that part of the ice too and it's just it's just really uh it's just really impressive how the florida panthers they they're they're not intimidated by by anyone by any stretch of the imagination and 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 it just goes to show let me look at hits uh real quick uh 30 to 24 was the hit advantage for for the florida panthers in, in this one and you know uh and of course it it's it the the tone setter of course is Radko Gudis. I mean, he had 12 uh, hits in, in, uh, in game one against the, against the Carolina hurricanes. I, I, that one, I did not mention on, on the show tonight. He had, he had three, he, he had three. Okay. Um, but not, not, not as many as game one, but still it's, 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 he is the tone setter. And, it, and even if he's not, um, if he's not the one doing it all the time, it, it, people still pick that up, and that's a great thing about having Gudis on on the team as well. So it's just you're you're not you're not gonna get by easily and gain the zone um, um, as easily through the the through the Florida Panthers. But 
we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to give our three stars of the game uh, on, on the night. And we are going to just discuss how the Florida Panthers approach is going to be now that they have a two nothing series lead going back to sunrise. We're going to discuss that next on the other side of the break uh, here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast with Frank Rikus. Third and final segment here on this Sunday, May 21st edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And <laughs> as the Florida Panthers take a two, one overtime win and a two, nothing series lead, Heading to Sunrise, Game Three on Monday night, and six and zero in overtime. Frank and <laughs> I here's here's a little bit of a superstition. Every time I'm on the Twitter and I tweet that this game the game is going to overtime, you know what I never say? I never say this. I never say that the Florida Panthers record in overtime going into the into the into the overtime period. It's just a superstition. Then don't start. And I'm not going to. I will not. Um, so, so I'm glad that I've continued that 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 trend um, as the Florida Panthers uh, just continue to do it. I mean, I mean, they have 10, 10 wins, and sixty percent of them are are overtime wins, and and just incre- incredible how 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 this team just digs deep and four checks at the right time creates a creates a mistake for the opposition and just continues to to get the game winner i i was as far as my bucci overtime challenge i was wrong tonight but i was right on monday um as far as choosing the winner uh for the bucci overtime uh challenge but let's discuss our uh three stars of, of the game for for the florida panthers um number one for me is kachuk to his Barkoff, and I'm going to cheat a little bit here as far as the third star, and it's going to be two people. Um, it's going to be it's going to be the Stall brothers. I'm going to put them as the as, mm. the, as the two star as the as the three um, as as number three. Um, okay. But I'm I'm doing it as far as uh, reverse order, putting Chucky as the first one. But the stalls are going to be uh, tied for for third as far as mine as as far as mine as far as how as how they perform especially especially on on the pk as as well so i'm gonna i'm gonna put give them an honorable honorable mention there how about you um i got uh chuck number one i got barkov number two and i'm going with bob at number three mm-hmm. good, good, I mean, at good least, yeah i mean at least in my eyes you know uh the core players uh, the three stars they sh- they they showed up tonight when we needed them the most. <laughs> yeah, I, I've given Bob a few a uh, few games in a row of, of being a star, but I wanted to cha- change it up a little bit. Share it's the not, love. It's not yeah. it's not every game that you, it's not every it's not every game that you'll see the Stahl brothers as far as as far as uh, them them uh, being being a stars of the game. But I really thought that they were they were uh, showing up. But and as far as the opposite side of it, um, I. I thought I thought Jordan Stahl w- w- was great too. I mean, there's a few hacks that he had uh, on Sergey Bobrovsky uh, yeah. after after a shot that he had, and the Panthers were quick to 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 d- defend their their man, and of, and of course off of turnovers, Jordan Stahl was there to to uh, to get an opportunity as well, going forehand backhand on one opportunity as, as well. And let's, listen, there, there's pride on the line as far as uh, these brothers, of course, and of course with Jared uh, being an assistant coach in the um, 
in the Panthers organization. Oh, also, the Florida Everblades, um, they're up to nothing uh, in their in their series as well over the Newfoundland ground, Growlers, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs affiliate, Frank. So the Panthers oh. continue to uh, own the Maple Leafs <laughs> uh, in, 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 on the ECHL and NHL level. Fun fact there. But, but, but it's just good vibes all over, all over here in, 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 in Florida Panthers uh, land here, but the Panthers are going back home They're They continue to just find a way to win in, in hostile environments. Now they're I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the count in my head, eight and one on the road in, in the postseason. That's tremendous, man. It, it, and they're two wins away from tying the record for most consecutive road wins in a row in, in a postseason run. Do you, do you know who's number one? Do you remember? I might, but go ahead. The 2012 LA Kings. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The, they were, that's they when were, they were, they were the eighth seed that year, right? They were the eighth seed that year in 2012. Funny how that works sometimes. So, uh, I, uh, it's a, and there's been so many comparisons to this team and that and that that 2012 team, Bob to Jonathan Quick, nothing Quick, Barkov, yep. to Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Sam Bennett. Uh, yep. You 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 see so many comparisons from both of these teams and how and how they and how they got to the run that that they've been on, and. The, the Panthers are Panthers continue to to it doesn't it doesn't matter for them where they are it doesn't matter what time they play it doesn't matter whether it's been a quick turnaround from a, a game seven to a game one in the next series or five days off there and especially with the goaltending that's the thing the, the there is Bob has been great whether there's been a quick turnaround or five days off which is which is you you worry going into going into a series because of routine but this is this is it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter for him as well but for, as far as that the panthers are come, going back to sunrise they are the south florida is going to be ready for this team and if the, this region overall is as pumped as can be especially since also the miami heat are up to nothing in, in their series if you're on the youtube channel this is on purpose. Every single for the next two weeks, I'm gonna wear something Florida Panthers related and something Miami Heat related <laughs> on the show. Uh, we, we we support both both teams here, but I, I, how are you how are you viewing how are you viewing the the Panthers coming back home and and even though their home record hasn't been the best in in the in this postseason, how, how are you viewing the Panthers' approach to to games three and four. Well, I think all the pressure right now is going to be on Carolina. They, they have to win game three. I mean, so do the Panthers, but you know, if Carolina goes down three, nothing, I, I just don't see them coming back to win four in a row to, to take the series. Uh, the Panthers just have to stick to their game. The, the nothing fancy needs to be done here. Um, they, they just got to come in, do the work, get the job done. I, I think they have the right mentality. I think they've, you know, 
for for once, I think we're finally seeing the playoff type of hockey that you know we've all wanted to see, especially us on our little chat that we have going on with the boys. And you know, this is the kind of hockey that we've been wanting to see in the playoffs by this team uh, for years, and they're they're finally showing it. Uh, they've it's it's gritty. It's not real fancy except for that goal by Barkov, which, oh, my gosh, that was ridiculous. And and I do remember because I was at the game when he did that against Montreal a few years ago. That oh, was awesome. Carey Price. Yes, that was awesome. But oh, uh, Any other hat trick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give a lot of credit to Paul Maurice for the game plan, for the, the structure that they have, for the way he's managing the bench, for the way he's matching up the lines, the way he's, he's handling – uh, the players, uh, he get he should be getting, you know, a lot of credit for uh, where this team is right now. I mean, it's, obviously he's not the one on the ice, but he's the one that's you know pushing the buttons. And I gotta tell you, he's been pushing a lot of the right buttons lately. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and that's what that's what that's what where you can be a, a little thankful for for someone like Maurice, especially. Um, it, it's funny as well because of familiarity with Paul Maurice and Rod Brindamore. And, and there was actually an interview uh, the other day when Rod Brindamore was asked about when Paul Maurice stripped uh, Rod Brindamore of the sea back in like 2009, 2010. And um, there was, it was a very short response about not liking the way that uh, Paul Maurice handled that situation. And it's funny because it, there was a silly conversation in our fan base about stripping the seat from Barkov and then giving it to Kachuk and, and all, which I always thought I always found silly um, in, in it throughout the season. Of course, it's like, do you guys, do you want the tension in the locker room? Do you, and, and there, there was that article, there was an article by Pierre Lebrun about, about how Barkov is when the, when the cameras aren't on and, and we see the lead by example, but the, but, what 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 we don't see even 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 though you and i have been in a, in the locker rooms uh before um but even though they don't reveal much as well um to to us of course you, it, it's very close-knit tight tight to the vest as well the, the way they approach things as well and just bark off growing before our our, our very eyes too i mean at, at times of course we we can we can see how he can be quiet on the offensive end, but I, I had I have no complaints about, especially what he did in the Toronto series. That he was the super quick to pucks in in their own end, and and, and quick to get get pucks out for for rushes, especially because he has two speedsters um, in in Duclair and and Verhage, and especially Verhage, who's a wicked shooter as well. And just that is what you see in someone like Sasha Barkov. Well, and let's face it, you know, we're, we're asking him to play a 200-foot game. And against a team like Toronto, his responsibility is, you know, to keep a couple of high-scoring people uh, off the scoreboard. And he did that. And fortunately, we have enough offense, not only around him, but on some of the other lines where he's able to do that. And, you know, yeah, I, I was guilty myself. Like, when is this guy going to score? When is he going to contribute? When is he going to put, you know, some points on the board? But in reality... The supporting cast did exactly uh, what they what they what they should have done. They supported him. So knowing that he's such a great two way player, we sometimes need to take a step back and say, okay, you know, if, if he's going to do that, then you know, there's 
17 other skaters that are going to have to step up and, and, and fill, fill the gap or fill the void. And he's going to get his chances. He's going to get his, uh, his, his time to create and his time to, you know, show that he still has that great offensive talent. And tonight he, he proved that. Um, and you're right. We, we don't see what goes on behind closed doors. We don't see the, the leadership of any captain or whatever. And, you know, it's not a secret. Barkov is not a vocal leader. And if anybody hasn't noticed that, you really haven't been watching. He's not going to be yelling. He's not going to be screaming. That's just not him. He just leads in other ways. Now, maybe when the doors are closed and they're in practice or another area, maybe that's when he does it. Who, who knows? But right now, everything is working. And you're not going to screw it up by, uh, you know, make it, making a change and just let them do their thing. Because I, I think they've all... At least the core that's been here for a while, you know him, Ekblad, um, uh, Bobrovsky, a few other guys. They've learned. They know what they need to do, and you know they've they've got their head on straight. And with the addition of a few veteran players, and um, you know realizing what it takes to win, they're starting to show that they have it in them. Yeah, and and for 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 Barkov and and. And then, of course, the questions of is this if is this a, a good enough group to to win with? And sometimes you just need you you just need a perfect storm, literally, <laughs> to happen <laughs> at at, at, a, at a good time. And and of course, the when 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 you're playing when you're playing your backs against the wall since since January, and then and then it the and then it lighting it up right 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 when uh game two happens in the boston series and then and then uh having that having that momentum going going and continuing to you just uh it, it's just you feel you feel on top of the world if you're the panthers and you feel like you just can't be stopped it's like it's 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 zero zero once the once the postseason starts throw the records out the out the window the 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 florida panthers they don't care about their seating um they don't they don't care about what what had what happened in the trade deadline cap everything it, it it's a it, it was a fresh start for them it was a fresh start for Bobrovsky as well once he entered midway through the Boston series and now two wins away for this Florida Panthers team uh before they're headed to the Stanley Cup final crazy I think that they're two wins away uh not counting down I, I know a lot of people want to say six wins away but I'm thinking two I'm 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 only thinking two I'm not I'm not there quite yet and frank it, it, it i'm i'm having the time of my life uh i'm sure you are too <laughs> i'm definitely enjoying it it's great to see so you know so well deserved for uh the players uh the fan base and the ownership group and and bill zito and if anybody hasn't read the article uh on the athletic that was done by mark lazarus today uh, you need to read it because man, he covered, he covered he all sorts that. of stuff. He, he, he left nothing out. And I just remember like, Oh my gosh, I remember when that happened. Oh my God. I remember when that happened. It was really, you know, it took you back to when this organization was a complete disaster and how far they've come and just how refreshing it is. And, you know, I think at least in the the last three, four years, the biggest and boldest move, was the trade for Kachuk. 
And I think that's what has changed the culture. It's changed the attitude. And um, these guys just have a ton of confidence. Yep. And you, whether it's your personal life, whether it's in your work, whether it's just out and about with your buddies, it, it, it can really change how you approach, approach whichever part of, of, of life you, you go into. And it's that, that one word you just said, Frank, confidence. And the Florida Panthers definitely do have a lot, a lot of it. But Frank, I want to thank you for joining me on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, a post-game edition of the show where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 2-1 to one victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. And this one, I, I see on my clock, it's 12.21 a.m., on a on a on a Sunday morning, and we're we're not waiting until two a.m. to to cover a, a a hockey game. So I'm very not only very thankful for that, but very thankful for you uh, to come on on this show and re, recap it with me. So tell everybody where they can follow you online. Uh, well, thanks for having me, Armando. And yeah, if it was two o'clock, uh, you'd probably have to wake me up to get on the show. But <laughs> um. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Frank Rikas. It's that simple. And, you know, I'm still here. I'm still around and still rooting for the Panthers to uh, bring the whole thing home. Awesome, Frank. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, everybody. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown AHL Network, including Lockdown AHL. Locked on Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Theo Roden, and Locked on NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the everydayers, make sure you come back on Monday morning as we will be previewing Game 3 of the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Chances are we could be having a special guest on the show. Nothing announced yet, nothing confirmed, but make sure to come back on Monday's edition of the show where we will be previewing game three. So I'm Armando Velez with Frank Rikas. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.